Devji, he was like a human rights activist and he knew that before women were women, they were human. And he treated everybody as equal and he knew that at the end of the day, whatever happened was to make the world a better place. Because he knew all of the wrong that was going on and he knew all the wrong that was still going to happen, which is still happening today. And um, no matter how much we try to, I guess, prevent that from happening and no matter how much we try to follow his actual principles, I feel like society and the cultural ways keep coming in because they have created such a larger impact on the world today. Welcome to Core Collective's second and last episode of Young and Independent series. This podcast audio is from a live event that took place at L.A. Matheson Secondary School in Surrey in 2019. In episode two, Core Collective asked Ekam, Carmen and Manreet if they look towards Sikhi to find similarities in their own lives. These three teenagers are finding inspiration in their daily surroundings to use their voice and power for their own rights and that of others. Hello, listeners. This is episode two of Core Collective's podcast series on Young and Independent. The title of this episode is Finding My Strength in Sikhi. In episode one, three students spoke about their identity, voice, and struggles. In the second and last episode of this series, they talk about their connection to Sikhi and using their power to live their best lives. The founder of Sikhi, Guru Nanak, was a progressive thinker and a feminist. He went against patriarchal rules and encouraged gender equality and women empowerment. Today, his teachings are giving courage to young Sikh women to live without any restrictions. Akam, Carmen, and Manreet voice their own perspectives on Guru Nanak's belief in gender equality and its practice in today's time. As leaders, they are also expressing how they are using their power to speak for themselves and others in the community. I have to say, I was pretty much invisible my whole life. I'm the youngest daughter in my family. I kind of was just there. And there's been people in my life who are either cores or South Asian or non-South Asians, just people who saw something in me that pulled out my voice and my power and pushed me into areas of my life that have given me the strength and bravery to do the work that I do. Each of you, who have been those people for you? I think I take something away from everyone I encounter. Even just Akum and Carmen, like they're both super hardworking. They both give me help in math, which is helpful. They're both incredible, just like I was talking about my mom. And, and I don't want to just say like my mom, because this is about being a car, but there is power in being a Singh. Or even if you're not like South Asian, I really like, I understand that's like today's, like what we're talking about. But at the same time, like that doesn't mean no one else can relate. And I'm not trying to like take, like say it's only like me that has this problem. I just wanted to clarify. And then I think even at Matheson, like there's Miss Ohana, Miss Baines, they're doing such cool stuff. Like our environment here at Matheson, it's actually like pretty empowering and like it like it enables you to do a lot. It, it helped me come here and like talk. And my brothers, they're super like inspirational to me. Like my family, just basically like everyone you can take something away from, I would say. That's beautiful. Carmen? To touch base on what Manu just said, I feel like every single person you meet does have something to share. And then you definitely do take away something from every single person that you do encounter. In my life, I feel like a person who has really helped shape who I am is my grandpa. 
uh, he's my maternal grandfather. And basically he had three daughters at a time in India where everyone was like, oh yeah, you need a son. And then basically all of his brothers, they all had sons of their own. And then he was the only brother in their family with three daughters. In India still, um, women are sort of considered burdens. My grandpa was the first one, I feel. And he still inspires me to this very day that he was the first one like, oh yeah, I'm going to educate my daughters. I want them to be independent. I want them not to ever rely on another person. I don't want them to ever be burdened on anybody else. Your question before was that women have many obligations which cause them not to pursue whatever they had in mind. But that's not really the case for my mom because for my grandfather, the first priority was never to get her married or never for her to have kids, but for her to build her own career so that she could be independent. And then I feel like my grandfather was much more of a modern thinker for his time. And then that's why my mom, she's really independent and in that she helps me, like she knows how to do like all these math questions and everything. So I get a lot of help from math at home. She has her own career. She's an architect right now. And then she's a really like, she inspires me a lot. So I feel like adding to what my grandfather and my mom, they both are a huge inspiration to me. And even my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, she has done so many sacrifices so my mom can be who she is today for me so I could be who I am today. She does so much of the work. She cooks food for all of us. And I think that's just so amazing. I love that. Thank you. To add on to what Manry and Carmen are saying, I feel like you do take away a bit from each person you meet. But I feel like um, I also get my voice knowing that other people don't have a voice and like that I'm privileged enough to be able to speak out and do what I want and, you know, get an education and have a job and knowing that other people don't have a voice or they're being silenced. Uh, that makes me like, I feel like I have to do that for them. I'm so proud of that. To what Carmen said, I think it's really important to get like stories from our grandparents before it's too late because like my grandpa, he was like really similar to that. When I was younger, he like he had open heart surgery, like there was a few complications. He passed away. And it was it was kind of it was really sad because he even in the hospital, he was telling us all these really cool stories. Like he was in the army and you know, his family like they survived the partition, right, of India. And it was like, he went through all of this stuff. He was actually like quoting Shakespeare at times. And I was like, I can't even read Shakespeare like I was younger too. But it was super impressive. And, you know, he passed away. And um, I have my two grandmas, but both my grandpas, they're like gone. And it's really important to get those stories before it's too late. Because that bond with your grandparents, it's like, it's super important. And, you know, people don't live forever. So just, you know, give them a hug and talk to them. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. You're listening to Core Collective. I feel like... The messages that were created by Guru Nanak, the values and the principles are so relevant for this day and age. And I feel like sometimes we don't access the values and the principles because we believe it's so sacred that we don't actually start conversations about it. So Guru Nanak, as mentioned by Ms. Ohana, was a social justice advocate, a humanist, a feminist, an interfaith connector. There was this concept of oneness, universal community building, love, humility, simplicity, equality, and tolerance. I've said for myself, these messages apply in this modern time. But I want to know your three's opinions of, is what Sikhi is in present day applying to you? Do you do the work yourself to go and find connection? I feel like Sikhi, the main principle of Sikhi was that grandma tells me that Sikhism actually started from a woman, which was Guru Nanak Devji's sister. You're right. He basically, before everyone else, he was such a, I want to say, enlightenment thinker of his time. And he was big on feminism and human rights, uh, as you just stated. Other than that, he definitely felt that women were equal to men. And then he always tried to prove that what in whatever way he could. Guru Nanak Dev Ji, he paved the way 
for our generation to thrive on our individuality. Some people, they don't really differentiate like religion from like the culture because it's what sort of what you take out of it because there's a lot of people that are like, they believe in like they're sick and they don't really believe that women and men are equal. And that's just because that's not what it says. It's just that's what they think. And that's a really important thing to think about. When me and my brothers were younger, we used to like, our grandma used to always tell us sakhi, so like stories about like, you know, Guru Nanak or any of the gurus or just our religion. And and it was really like, oh, motivational. It was really empowering to hear about like, you know, other women in our culture or in our religion who had done all this cool stuff or like just about anyone. It was, it taught you about just being a good person. And I think that's something I take out of it is that like there's like hearing about it can make you feel more empowered. Guru Nanak Dev Ji, he didn't consider himself to be greater than others. He was just a normal person and he thought he was doing his part. He was doing what he thought was right. And other people did call him crazy. Like, oh, what are you doing? Like, stop doing it. This is not what we usually do. Like, stop. But he didn't listen to them. And then basically his beliefs were the foundation of Sikhi. And um, I feel like today as a society, we've kind of strayed from Sikhi because like as a lot, you know, there's like a lot. We always mention the caste system. Originally, like, Singhs and Gars were, like, that identity was created to take us away from the caste system. So that would be, like, our last name would be Singh or Gaur. Like, that's how we'd, I, we'd identify. And, like, our last names, like, Gil, Sandu, whatever, that's, like, technically it is it is part of the caste system because our last name is kind of, like, on the caste system, how we are, you know, how great we are, how lesser we are, like, that's the idea. But like, I feel like we've kept, like, we've strayed from the idea in general. Like, for example, in India, so many like wrongings, I guess, are happening against women. Someone who's just raped and burned, I don't know what her name was. And like, there's inf- infanticide. So what she said about some people thought Guru Nanak was crazy for the way he thought. Anyone who's leading a charge, anyone who's thinking in a different way, like maybe their group doesn't agree with, maybe their social circle doesn't agree with, they're going to be called crazy. Like, it's almost inevitable but it's important to kind of ignore that because that's not the extent of what you're doing. What matters is what you're doing. And I'm talking about positive change um, because sometimes like maybe all your friends think one way. That doesn't mean it's necessarily right. Um, it's really important to, because Gar saying anything you would like identify identify yourself with it you can create who you are it's not the people you're around it's not the people making fun of you and stuff so it's really important not to like dwell too much on that that's just something I took away so I feel like we turn a blind eye like in society not like a lot of people they turn a blind eye to what they're doing like with Sikhi you know they're like oh yeah they take pride in being a Sikh but the cultural cultural practices that they take place in don't like have the same beliefs and values so I feel like there's a lot of like turning the blind eye and like like contradicting your own beliefs. I just want to add Guru Nanak Dev Ji's principles were and are much different than whatever is being practiced around the world and in India right now. Adding to what Akam said, she talked about the um, infanticide and all of the rape and the burnings that we hear in the news uh, much more recently now, I feel. Guru Nanak Dev Ji, he was like a human rights activist and he knew that before women were women, they were humans before that. And he treated everybody as equal. And he knew that at the end of the day, whatever happened was to make um, the world a better place because he knew all the wrong that was going on. And he knew all the wrong that was still going to happen, which is still happening today. And um, no matter how much we try to, I guess, prevent that from happening and no matter how much we try to follow his actual principles, I feel like society and the cultural ways keep coming in because they have created such a larger impact on the world today. To a certain extent, society is not going to change. You can't have everyone agree with you. But the way 
like things change is a little thing. So like Eko mentioned earlier, how when she does work, she wants her brother to do it too. When she's asked to like make jobs, she kind of questions it. Like I have things to do as well. And I think you know, that's just her house, but you know, there's a group of people listening about it. Maybe someone else will challenge a thought and then it kind of goes like that. So you can't be too afraid of what society is saying and what society is thinking. You have to be your own person. That's how changes come about. I think you did a great job of leading me to the next part, all three of you. How we use our power to define our surroundings and society is huge. And you also really illuminated Guru Nanak's values and including Bibi Nanaki into this framework because everyone forgets a woman was the first Sikh. So I think that's part of culture and history and that kind of gets cores and women in general. We're always absent in a, a lot of conversations. I think it's very interesting. I was recently emceeing a very Sikh fundraising kind of event, and it was framed that Guru Nanak was Katarnak, dangerous and ruthless. The era of Guru Nanak was actually the Raj of Guru Nanak. And that kind of flipped my thinking of what Guru Nanak is, because up until that point, you know, I had Sakis, I had, you know, my own research, but to think of him as a ruthless person who is willing to stake everything, his beliefs and values and show up each and every day. I think that's the part we're missing. The connection from the religion and the culture is the actually showing up and doing the simple values and ideas of what saying we're adhering to with Sikhi, showing up each day to be responsible for ourselves, to take our power back, to give power to others who are underprivileged, to in general give back, to earn an honest living, to tell the truth, to really show up in life. And it's been making me go through everything about myself and see where I'm not showing up in life and what I can do better as a core, as a Sikh, as a South Asian, as a woman of color, as a Canadian, so that my layers of identity are aligning and I'm living, kind of cliche, my authentic life. And using the power I have, and I almost define it as a superpower that we have to define what we're best at and bring it to the world because that's what we're supposed to be doing, according to Sikhi, is to shine a light from within us to the outside world. How are you using your power? And if you're limiting yourself in the ways of not showing up, what are you going to do going forward to show up for yourself, to show up for others, and literally live your best life? Uh, I feel like before I answer that question, I just want to say that I completely agree with the idea that Guru Nanak Dev Ji was like Katarnak or ruthless because shying away from all of like what society thinks and all of like the morals of society and what everybody has printed out for you that we now have edged into our minds. Guru Nanak Dev Ji completely went against all of that and he put forth his own principles knowing that he was going to get defamed, knowing that nobody was going to trust him at first and knowing that he was going to get, I guess, outcast. And then um, Guru Nanak Dev Ji even once stated, um, I don't know if it's true, but um, from woman, a king is born and not the other way around. And I feel like that really helped enhance his idea of human rights and women rights and how he thought that women, they were as equal as men. And then it completely ties into what we're talking about today. As for my power, I feel like in order to continue on being the best version of myself or in order to enhance my identity in a better way, I can maybe prioritize my time and especially my time management. Because at the end of the day, 
no matter, I have to help my mom with help, like the housework. And uh, of course my dad helps out too. He's awesome like that. My dad helps out my mom. Everyone tries to pitch in to make work light. And I feel like the more we do that, the better it's going to be. So I feel like prioritizing my time, going to work, finishing up my homework. And I feel like that will maybe allow me um, some time to relax and some time for me too. To shine my own light, I think something I can do, something I like to do is just to learn about everything. Just, um, I, I think it's really important to, you know, understand, you know, different people, their different stories because everyone go like everyone's going through something. It would be like ridiculous to assume you're the only one who has problems. And, you know, they're all different. And I think it's super important to understand that and to be there for people. I think that's kind of how I shine my own light, I'd say, is that just to be there for someone, to be someone someone can trust, someone can talk to to just be kind and like compassionate when you're talking to people because you don't want to act like, you know, everyone's below you. You just, everyone is equal because yeah, we're cars, we're sings, we're men, we're women, but we're all just humans. And so behind all of those layers, like we are very similar and to understand that and to respect everyone is something I think is super important. I take pride in helping others. Like I love to help others, you know, with their problems. I like to speak out for other people. I do want to be a civil rights lawyer. I feel like I'm that friend. Like I'll be there for you no matter what. Well, like I'll do whatever's right for you in my opinion. And I like to stand up for others and just helping other people like who don't like to speak out. Like a lot of my friends like, no, don't say anything. Or like if someone says something rude and like, don't say anything, don't, don't start anything. I was like, not starting anything. It's letting them know that what they did is wrong. So they won't do it to another person. Amazing. Thank you. Self-reflection. How do you apply Sikhi in your own life? Do you find connections to Sikhi in your own life? As a student, who inspires you to use your voice and power? How are you using your voice for yourself and others? Exercise. Read the Kurpani and identify paths that connect with your own life and situation. Check if you can find answers to your problems in Sikhi. Thank you for listening to Core Collective's podcast series on young and independent. We hope the series helps young cores reflect on the power of self and use their voice confidently in society.